Coming up. Jesus says, I, I understand there was a point in which you didn't understand. But I also know that you've had some experiences with me that you should understand. What, what's in your life right now you still have trouble understanding <laughs> about Jesus that you probably should understand after all God has done in your life? What, what is it? He says, do you still not understand? Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. God has created all humankind to become. Have you considered who and what you are becoming? Here's Pastor Robert continuing the message, We Are Becomers. Now, it, it won't look the same for all of us when we follow him. It won't look the same. It'll look differently. Just like for the rich young ruler, what he needed to give up was all his stuff. How that doesn't look the same for all of us. Following Jesus doesn't look, but it does mean this. It means you got to walk away from something. You got to drop something. I don't know what your net is. That you, I don't know what your net is dropping, but you need to drop something. Following Jesus means you drop something. You, you can't be like, uh, I'm going to follow you, Jesus, but I'm going to still be and do the same things I've been seeing, being and doing. That, it doesn't work that way. You have to drop something. What you're dropping is one thing for you, one thing for me. But the goal is that Jesus wants to be number one in our lives. Ephesians 4.21 says, When you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus, you were taught with regard to your former way of life. To put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in attitude of your minds, and to put on your new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. That's pretty plain. So there's an old self that we have to drop and a new self we got to put on. So I just got a couple questions for you just to think about. What, what's keeping you right now? What's keeping you from following Jesus well? What's keeping you? What's in your, on your, on your windshield <laughs> that's blocking your view from following Jesus, causing you to lose sight of him from time to time on your windshield <laughs> while you're following him? What's, what's there? What your, what's on your window that your windshield wipers don't wash off? <laughs> you know, when you, you, even when you put some, you squirt it and you tell it to wash the washer fluid to come on it, it's still there in your way and you still can't see Jesus. What's in your life that's keeping you from following Jesus well? Think about it. What is it? The other question I like what lifestyle changes do you need to make to live more like Jesus? What changes do you need to make? Those first disciples, they dropped their nets. They say, you know what? I'm changing my job. I'm just like, you know, I ain't going to work here no more. <laughs> it's like, you know, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to follow you. I don't know about you, but I, I, had, a, I had a job before that uh, I won't ever take again. I mean, they, they could pay me a million dollars. I still won't take it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm telling I'm serious. I just, I just won't take it because it, it, it hinders me following Christ. Um, I mean, let me just tell you what I'm talking about. I, I used to work someplace 
where folks would come to the counter and talk to me. I'm sitting on, I'm on standing on the other side of the counter. And inside the case of the counter are five dollar pipe, twenty dollar pipe. Yeah, y'all walking with me? Thirty dollar pipe, just and then behind the counter I, I got screens, boxes of matches. See y'all, y'all. <laughs> Y'all, I'm telling you, I used to, I used to, that's why I worked. And they would come up, and I, I, after they cashed their check, I mean a fat check from Bart and, and some other you know, big companies, and they'd come up to me after I paid them off their check, and they would ask me for some pipes. Can I get that pipe and some screens and a couple boxes of matches? I, I told y'all, they can pay me a million dollars to do that job. I ain't going to do it again. Y'all understand what I'm saying? I ain't going to do it again. That's why I worked. And I don't know how many boxes of screens, packages of screens I sold, pipes I sold, boxes of, you know, matches I sold them. You know, I, I would ever, never do that job again. Y'all understand what I'm saying? I ain't going to do it again. And so I don't know what it is that you need to leave. These cats left their job. Right? Because I want to follow you, Christ. And I don't want nothing in the way. I want to follow you. So the question is, what do you want to go? And again, Jesus says, this, this is the first step of becoming what I want you to become. You got to comply with the proposition. And that's just, that's just follow. So the second thing we have to do to become what Jesus wants us to become is be, write this down, come to the power. Come to the power. <laughs> After you comply with the proposition, you say yes to the proposition, now you got to come to the power. You got to come to the power. Mark 1.17 goes on and says, then Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make. Jesus says, I will make. So you might be saying, well, how, how is that power? Well, let me, let me help you out. When Jesus says, I will, y'all, do y'all, huh? When Jesus says, I, I will, that's power. You get that? Jesus says, I will, that's power. There's a, there's a few other times Jesus said, I will. Just so you, if you don't see the power, let me tell you some other things, times he said, I will. He says, he says, uh, he says, uh, uh, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. That's power. He, he says, I'm going to build a church that's going to ward off, defeat, the gates of hell. Y'all know that's power. Huh? That's power. And Jesus said, I will another time. He says, if, if you destroy this temple, he was, talking about, he was talking about his body, he says, I will. <laughs> In three days, 
build it again. <laughs> Y'all know it's power to take a dead body, and in his case, his own dead body. <laughs> okay, uh, not Lazarus, somebody else's body, but his own dead body. So the, the man that was supposed to be dead rose him, raised himself up. Y'all, is, is that not power? See, we get we watch these these shows and these guys go into these get into these climb into these little cubicle these little boxes and they put locks all around them and they drop them in the water and they tie them up and all that stuff and we watching we watching and he and they put a start the clock and now he's underwater all this time and and we watching trying to watch him get out that, that ain't power. That's not how, it's just, it's just, you learned some skill on how to get out, and you just got out. No, no, but when you come back to life, and you was dead, that's power. <laughs> okay? That's power. We get entertained by these escape artists and all that, but it's, it's power when you can raise yourself up. And Jesus said, I will. I will make you. That's power. So for us to receive that, we got to come to it. We got to come to that power. Got to come to that power. So write this down. Again, I want to show you what it doesn't look like and show you what it looks like. Write this down. Number one, not coming to the power is denial of, disbelief in, and or a unwillingness to experience the power of Jesus. Not coming to the power, i say it again, is a denial of, a disbelief in, and or unwillingness to experience the power of Jesus. So if you don't come, which is it for you? Are you denying it? Do you not believe in it, or are you just unwilling it? You just say, you know, I just don't want to. It's one or the other, yeah. So look what happened here. Let me give you an example of what it doesn't look like. Matthew 16, 18 through 10 says, oh, before I read it, let me give you the backstory. The backstory is you know, Jesus and the disciples was, had, 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 was going to uh, um, to a to a to a isolated place, and they forgot to bring bread. And so they got over there, and Jesus said to them, you know, to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. And then they was like, wow, what do you mean by that? What are you saying? And they, they were saying, is he mad because we didn't bring any bread? We forgot to bring the bread. And Jesus knew what they were saying. And so now Jesus responds to him on the text and on your paper. Um, it says, aware of their discussion, Jesus asks, you of little faith, why are you taking, talking among yourselves about having no bread? Do you still not understand or don't remember the five loaves of the 5,000 and how many baskets fulls you gathered? Or the seven loaves of the 4,000? And how many basketfuls you gather? Now, listen, look, now, yeah, y'all get this now. <laughs> they are thinking Jesus is upset with them because they forgot bread after they watched him 
feed the 5,000. Take two fish and five loaves and feed over 5,000 folk. Probably close to 15,000 because he just said men. It was 5,000 men. So anyway, you can leave it at 5,000. Whatever you're leaving it with. I got two fish and five loaves. They watched. Not, no, listen. They did more than watch. They didn't watch Jesus feed them. They, they participated. They fed them. Jesus just made it multiply. And so the text tells us that they were giving it to the people. So they took, they came to a basket with bread, five loaves, and two fish, and they started passing it out to over 5,000 folk. After they cleaned their hands, after they, you know, didn't have no more on their person, they had to go back to the basket. They kept going back. <laughs> <laughs> Think about this. And, and there was still fish and there was still bread. And then they, they, they take out, they give them, it's 12 of them. It's 12 of them doing this. And, they, and then they all go back again. And it's still, they keep, y'all, get bigger. They go back again. And they come back again. And they keep doing it until everybody, not only did everybody get some, the Bible says they all got as much as they wanted. So everybody got filled. And they participated in the process. And Jesus says, and you, you tripping? Because you, you think I'm tripping because you don't have no bread? Y'all saw what I did with the bread. And if that wasn't enough, he did it again. He fed over 4,000 people, and the same thing happened. So it happened twice. And even knowing and seeing and participating two times, they said, Jesus is mad. Is he mad because we don't have no bread? Now, now, y'all, y'all, any, I know, any of y'all ever been like me? And, and, and you had a time where you, you, you know, you, you didn't have no bread? You ever been there? Huh? You ever, you ever been there? Okay, don't forget. Don't, don't be like them and forget about the time you didn't have no bread. You still here? You, you, you still look like you're eating to me? And so Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, he says, look what he says to him. And this, these are the words that we need to keep into our hearts and mind. Look what he says to them. He says, do you still not understand? Get that. Do you still not understand? Jesus says, I, I understand there was a point in which you didn't understand. But I also know that you've had some experiences with me that you should understand. What, what's in your life right now you still have trouble understanding <laughs> about Jesus that you probably should understand after all God has done in your life? What, what is it? He says, do you still not understand? He's saying that to us. And then he says, do you, don't you remember? Is there something God has done for you that you just, you, you having trouble reflecting and remembering? So their problem was their understanding and their memory. That was their problem. That was why they couldn't make the connection between Jesus' statement and they thought he was tripping because they didn't have no bread. Because they had had some experiences that they didn't fully get to understand. They didn't understand, not because it wasn't understandable. 
They hadn't set their hearts to understand it. And not because it wasn't memorable, it was because they chose not to remember it. Is there something God has done in your life that you have not remembered? And you should? See, this is why it's good to journal. I don't know about you. I don't know about you, but I talk about me. There are some things that, that I've written myself. I wrote down myself. And then years later, I read it. I was like, I forgot all about that. <laughs> you ever been there? <laughs> yeah. And it was something God did. You know, some God did. Oh, I forgot all about that. This is why it's good to keep a journal and read it. Don't just write it and just stash it away. No, go back to it every now and then so that you can remember what God has done. And you won't be like these cats who didn't come to the power because of their lack of understanding and their willingness to remember. So they didn't come to the power. That's what it looks like. So they should have been like, Jesus, this side should have went down. When they realized, oh, we didn't bring no bread. They should have said, yo, Jesus. <laughs> you know, Jesus, we forgot to bring bread, but you, we know you can hook us up, right? right? That's how it should have went down. We, you know, we getting a little hungry, Jesus, but you can hook us up. Right? So, you know, we're going to go find somebody that got like maybe one loaf or something or half a loaf or something, and we'll come back to you, and then you can hook it up. You do what you do. I mean, that's how it should have went down. But no, they was like, oh, you mad because we ain't got no bread. If they realize, and what's in your life that you're tripping on? And Jesus is saying, don't you understand? Don't you remember? That when you didn't have no bread before, what I did, Jesus, don't you remember? When we do that, we don't come to the power. Come to the power. Take all your troubles, your concerns, take them to Jesus. Jesus, he's already proven that he can fix it. Take them to him. Come to the power. It's going to require us to come to the power. Now let me show you what it looks like coming to the power. Luke 10, uh, oh, number two, write this down. Coming to the power means knowing and experiencing some special things. Knowing and experiencing some special things. That's what coming to the power looks like. Luke 10, 23 through 24 says, Then he turned to his disciples and said privately, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings wanted to see what you see, but don't see it. And hear and to hear what you hear but did not hear it. So Jesus told his disciples that you are seeing and experiencing some things that prophets and kings wanted to see and experience, and they didn't. And he was saying, look, just look at what you've been experiencing. Same for us. All of us have had some God experiences, every single one of us. And But if we don't, focus on it and think about it and remember it, then it'll put us in a different mindset. And Jesus said that to him. And then look here what happened in Matthew 28 uh, with Peter and how he experienced some special things. So Jesus is telling us that what you're seeing and experiencing is special. Prophets and kings hasn't, didn't want it to experience it, but didn't. 
wherever you are in your life, in your spiritual walk, you might think you're a babe or you're not, in a, you're not in doing nothing special. But Jesus is saying, no, you still are experiencing something special because prophets ain't, ain't saw what you saw. See, the prophets came before Jesus died and, was, and, re, and resurrected. You're living now after. And they didn't have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. You do have it. They didn't have 1 Corinthians to read. <laughs> y'all, y'all guess it? They didn't have the book of Hebrews to read. They, they didn't have the book of Galatians to read. They didn't have the Gospels to read. Y'all, y'all, it, so you, so wherever you are in your walk, you still got to know what you are experiencing is special. Some kings and prophets wanted to be there. They didn't, they didn't make it. So it's special. And so then Jesus says here, um, the text says here, Matthew 14, 28 through 29, Lord, if it is you. Now, this is when Jesus came walking on the water to the disciples. And Peter says, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Jesus said, Come, he said. Then Peter got down off the boat, out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. Y'all visualizing this now? I know you heard about this many, many times. Hopefully God will drop something new in your mind today. Jesus, Jesus said, Peter said, Lord, if that's you, Tell me to come. Jesus said, well, come. Real simple, come. Peter didn't need to hear nothing else. See, see part of our problem and why we don't come to the power, we, we wanted Jesus to write a whole essay about it. No, really, we just, we're looking for Jesus to, you know, give you two dreams in the same night. And then the next night, <laughs> give you them same dreams again, continuation, like part one and part two of them. I mean, we were, look, we were looking for Jesus to do all this great stuff. And, 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 you know, when Jesus has already given you enough for us to come to the power, we don't, we don't need all of that. Right? We really don't. He's already gave his word. All he said to Peter was come. He didn't say, Peter, you can come right now. You know, you, Peter, you can come. He didn't give him a complete sentence like we were taught to do in school, you know. If it's you, Lord, can I come? He didn't say, Peter, it is me. (laughs) So it is okay for you to get out the boat and come and walk on the water. He didn't do all of that. Y'all get what I'm saying? He just said, come. Peter, that's all he needed. Some Some of what's holding some of us back is that we're looking for all this looking for an essay we're looking and and Jesus already gave us a word and it was a real simple word maybe just one syllable like for Peter all Peter heard was come you've been listening to one by one here's a personal message from Pastor Robert you may have never said yes to Jesus Christ you know God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin so that you could live with him forever. If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I sinned against you. I made some mistakes in my life. I believe that Jesus died for my sins 
and my mistakes, and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me to reflect the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to personally welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to connect with the church near you so that you can learn more about Jesus, grow closer to God, and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. And you might say, well, that's a good thing. They was concerned about them. But it wasn't God thing. It wasn't the way God thinks about the people. Because God told them, Jesus told them, no, you feed them. Don't send them away. And, then, and there's sometimes in our lives that we're sending people away. And Jesus was saying, no. Take care of them. Minister to them. You do it. Thank you for listening.